Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Glories of Mary by St. Alphonsus Liguori. The terrible, terrible thing is you seem without conscience, without any awareness of your wickedness. You don't seem to recognize it. Since I don't, how can it exist for me? But it does. Because you say so. Oh, please, please listen to me. I'm wicked. Wicked, as you put it. Simply because I don't conform to a certain pattern of behavior that you and people like you approve of. Well, call me wicked if you like. Only the word has absolutely no meaning for me. And so, Sister Catherine, I beg you to leave my house. God have mercy on you. (laughs) The woman was known as Maria Louisa. Oh, yes. I knew her very well. She was 22 when I first knew her. She appeared from nowhere to settle in an elegant villa on the outskirts of Rome. I fell in love with her without knowing anything about her. She would disappear for days, sometimes for weeks, and never volunteer where she had been. And her beauty and my love for her made it impossible for me to question her. I was Franco Fazio, a law student. One night, a visit from a friend of mine sent me riding hard to call on Maria Luisa. They say there's a storm coming. You shouldn't have come out here. Stop it. And take off that mask. Why, Franco. You can look so virtuous. Darling, you puzzle me. I've just learned what you are. I know what you do and where you go. Oh. 
And you've ridden all the way out here to tell me what I already know. You spend your time in Genoa. It's an exciting city. The rendezvous of wealthy ship owners and merchants. That's why I find it so exciting. You're notorious there. I'm well known within certain circles. Look at you. Smiling. Shameless. Shameless. Darling, I reject the word. And all this time I... I never knew. I never suspected. Franco, you talk like some silly schoolboy. Pour some wine and do stop being so depressing. You let me honor you. Respect you. I'm respected even in Genoa. Oh, no. No, not tears. Don't you dare shed tears. Oh, you idiot. You poor idiot. I... Forgive me, Maria Louisa. But you see, I've loved you. Well, then still love me. Oh, Franco, what I do in Genoa has nothing to do with my life here. Don't make problems. I wanted to marry you. You couldn't afford me. You couldn't give me everything I want. No man can. No one can. Well, now you know. You must accept me the way I am or not at all. You see, my darling, I can do without you. The storm's coming. Listen to me. My life is my own to do with as I see fit. I do the things that give me pleasure, that give me what I want. Call it self-gratification if you like. I believe in gratifying myself. I believe in my right to get all I want out of this existence. It's going to be a very bad storm. Now, please go. It's not real. I thought you were an angel. Oh, don't be a fool. Please go. Come back to me when you're in a different mood. I don't like the one you're in now. I was numb when I left her. The storm broke as I left the house. But I was scarcely conscious of it and rode my horse without direction. The animal chose its own way. And it was not until it halted that I felt a curious sense of fate. For the horse had taken me to the Augustinian convent. And ten minutes later, I stood in a little parlor talking to a dear friend of mine, Sister Catherine. Your horse has often taken you to this place. But it, it, it seems so strange that it brought me here on this particular night. Is it a troubled night? I... I don't know how to tell you, but I need your help. At least she needs help. A woman? A wicked woman. Sister Catherine, I beg you to talk to her. Tell me about her. They met the next day, Maria Luisa and this holy nun. They met in Maria Luisa's villa this handmaiden of Christ and this disciple of Lucifer. My child... Oh, but I'm not your child. I'm sorry. I was only going to ask if you'd mind my suggesting that your premise is wrong, that your life is not essentially your own to do with as you choose. It isn't? Your life belongs to God. It is a reflection of Him. And we should use it to glorify him. I'm afraid I can't share your narrow confinements. 
Is belief in God such a narrow confinement? Do you really believe there's a God sitting up there in a place you call heaven? I believe it, yes. I must. I must believe in a supreme being that created the universe, that ignited the first spark of life on this earth. I don't pretend to know where, when, or how life began. I only know we live and we die. Beyond that, I know nothing. After all, no one's ever come back from the dead to tell us anything. And don't talk to me about faith. I have none. You seem to have given the subject some thought. Because I have a mind to think with, to reason with. But how far can reasoning take you? Only just so far. And then it reaches a point beyond which it can no longer probe. And always at that point, we sense something. Some profound mystery too infinite for the human mind to grasp. Unless we listen to a voice deep down that says, I am God. You must have heard his voice, my child, and still you reject it. Now I know who you are. I thought I introduced myself. You're the one who spent so much time praying for the dead and departed. You're quite celebrated for what they call your great piety. Each of us is only how God sees us. For my part, I find pleasure and reward in serving him as best I can. Or is it simply that you haven't the strength to face life and living? Isn't it simply that you take shelter from life behind your veil? There are people who believe that, my child. Yes, and it's true. Listen, I despise people like you. I despise what you stand for. Do I shock you? The terrible, terrible thing is you seem without conscience, without awareness of your wickedness. You don't seem to recognize it. Since I don't, how can it exist for me? But it does. Because you say so. Oh, please, please listen to I'm me. I'm wicked. Wicked, as you put it, simply because I don't conform to a certain pattern of behavior that you and people like you approve of. Well, call me wicked if you like. Only the word has absolutely no meaning for me. And so, Sister Catherine, I beg you to leave my house. God have mercy on you. <laughs> don't laugh, my child. I laugh at you and people like you. Now leave me. None to see me. I was desperate. I thought... You thought what? That she could save my immortal soul? Well, now you'll see what I really am. Until now, I've kept my affairs in Genoa separate from my life here. But now you'll really see something. You say you love me. Well, I pity your love now. <laughs> struck back at me, struck back at my love. And she struck back at Sister Catherine with all the public vice of which she was capable. But if she tortured me, she also angered the community. Yet she took no warning. Neither she nor her reputation could long be tolerated. Sister Catherine... Yes, I know. I know. They're going for her. I know. But they won't harm her. They promised. It's, it's a nightmare. I've prayed so much for her. And so have you. What are they going to do to her? Drive her away. I fear they're going to drive her into the swamps and force her to stay there. The swamps? Seems there is no place for her among decent people. Oh, God, help her. And you still love her. 
then God help me too. They stripped her of her fine clothes, forced her to put on sackcloth. They cut off her beautiful hair, and they drove her into the dark swamplands. And they warned her on pain of death never to emerge. followed, woodsmen in the nearby forest lands saw the small animals that lived in the swamps leaving their natural haunts to find new quarters in the forest. the swamplands. Men avoided the place. And sometimes, on a still night, her voice could be heard coming out of the marshes where she roamed, like some lost creature abandoned by God and man. A year passed, and she still survived. And I went into the swamps to see her. Who are you? What are you? Don't you know me? You look like... Yes, you look like a monk. I am one. What do you want here? Maria Louisa, don't you know me? You say you're a monk. I don't know any monks. I've just become one. to have dedicated myself to God in the hope his prayers might help you. Maria Louisa, 
What more can I do? What more? Do you know that all the animals left here when I came? All of them, you know. Oh, my God. My God, have mercy on this woman. Did you bring me some bread and meat? I haven't had any for so long. Yes. Yes, I, I brought you food. Bread? Maria Louisa, what's going to become of you? Will you spend the rest of your days in this swamp, shunned by every living creature until you die? And what then? It's not too late, Maria Louisa. Turn to the Mother of Heaven. Ask her to give you compassion. You stay here with me. You must stay. You can't leave me in this place all alone. You see, if I leave here, they'll kill me. They'll stone me to death. So I must stay here. But now you're going to stay with me. You're going to stay here with me. And I'll be able to laugh at them all again. I, I must go. No. There's food in this sack. Enough to last you for a time. Goodbye, Maria Louisa. I'll go on praying for you. Oh, come back, Franco. Come back. You fool! You fool! What do I care for your mother in heaven? Long, long time afterwards, I was again impelled to go back into the swamps to look for her. I found her. And then I paid another call on Sister Catherine. Dead. For... for some time. Poor, poor creature. Dead without the sacraments. Dead as though... as though she never existed. And yet she did exist. Oh, God gave her life, yes. You did all you could. I don't know. Perhaps we never do enough for the ones who need us. Perhaps we never do. Sister Catherine. Come, what is it? You... I mean, you have a reputation. You're... Known for your prayers to the Mother of Heaven, recommending her intercession but for... But it's too late. This woman's soul is already damned. Can you doubt it? No. No, I suppose not. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry, too. Sometimes I wonder what circumstances can produce such a woman. I don't know. Well, I'll be on my way. Good night, Sister Catherine. Good night. I went back to the monastery that was now my home. A despair in my heart that was to torture me for a long time. A despair at, at the terrible thought that prayers for the damned seemed futile. The idea haunted my dreams in the years that now flew by. And then one night, Sister Catherine was awakened in her cell.
Who? Who is it? <laughs> Who are you? Surely you know me. If I could see you, it, it's so dark. Wait. I begin to see something, but without shape. Who are you? A soul from purgatory, Sister Catherine. What did you see? Don't you remember me? I dare not even guess. But this is not happening. You are part of a dream. Oh, you're awake, Sister Catherine, and this is real. I'm Maria Louisa who was banished and who died in the swamps in a cave. Mother in heaven, is this happening? It was she who sent me. I'm saved through her compassion. How? When I was dying, all my arrogance left me. And I knew myself to be burdened by sin. refuge of abandoned souls like me. Then you're my only hope. You alone can help me. Have pity on me. Oh, Mary, have compassion on me. And she heard you. She heard and she stretched out her hand and I died, but I was saved in spite of my sins. Because you turned to her as you died. Oh, wonder of wonders. I suffered and I must still suffer, but not for all eternity. Just until I've made atonement for my sins. And then I may be released from this purgatory if... Tell me. Tell me. If someone will cause a few masses to be said for me. Sister Catherine, as you have always prayed for the dead, pray now for me and have masses said for me. I beg you, do this for me. I'll have them said for you, I promise. I promise. May God bless you. Appeared to you? In what form, I don't know. Perhaps it was just a shadow I saw in the darkness. But she was there with me in my cell, and her voice was clear. A miracle of mercy. A miracle of Our Lady's compassion for even the worst sinner. She is saved. Maria Luisa is saved. And we had given her up. I had. I don't think you ever quite did. I prayed. I prayed so often. Oh, Franco. Franco, what a power prayer can be. Perhaps it was your prayers that caused Maria Luisa to turn to the Virgin in those last moments of her life. I could not doubt Sister Catherine's account of her midnight visitor. I felt the very truth of it surging through me. It had happened the way she had described, and Maria Luisa was saved. Mm -hmm. 
In the days that followed, many masses were said for the dead woman. And after one week had passed, I called on Sister Catherine again. What can we do more than we've done? Did we expect her to come back to tell us? Or tell you the results of the masses that have been said? Perhaps. Do you think she will? She came once. She could come again. And if she doesn't? We can still rest assured. Yes. Yes. And now we know that death is the doorway to something else. Well, Sister Catherine, I, I'm sure you'll let me know if anything happens again. I will let the world know. Who's that? Sister Catherine. Maria Luisa. I can't see anything. Maria Luisa, is it you? There is so much light in here, it blinds me. Maria Luisa, is it you? I thank you, Sister Catherine. I thank you for the masses you have had said for me. For I am released from purgatory. I go to paradise to sing of the mercy of Mary, to sing of the mercy of God. I go to pray for you. Oh, to pray, to pray. How glorious. Thank you. Thank you again. Listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
and may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.